0: Hello, this is Brian Carney, your host of the Developing Founders podcast. Today, I have a really fascinating interview with an entrepreneur that is basically creating a operating system for payments in Africa. Um, I think you're going to enjoy this. It's a really cool startup, and without any further ado, let's dive into episode seven. Paul Kimani is the founder and CEO of WorkPay Africa, a cloud-based employee management system for Africa. He is a graduate of Y Combinator, and before pivoting into startups, had a career in industries as wide-ranging as banking, app development, and business intelligence. Paul, welcome to the show today.
1: Great, Brian. Thanks to meet you, and uh, it's wonderful having you and looking forward to our conversation.
0: Me too. I'm really excited to dive a little bit into WorkPay and how you got the idea for it and uh, the challenges and the, the good things that have come through it. Um, so I guess that would really be a good place to start is how did you get started with WorkPay? Where did the idea come from?
1: Yeah, thanks, Brian. So uh, the idea of WorkPay, uh, actually, uh, we did not set out to build WorkPay. We set out to a couple of years ago, after graduating from college, co founder and I started a dev shop, so what we call here yeah, mm-hmm. consulting businesses, so sort of we were building uh, solutions for all manner of businesses, uh, but mostly small and medium-sized companies, so we build everything from websites to mobile applications to uh, data analytics tools, but when we were doing that, uh, we mm-hmm. kept on having requests for clients who needed us to build things like uh, accounting software a system to manage their people, oh. systems to manage mm-hmm. their clients. And we kept on building this and we kept on, of course, as engineers kept on reusing the code. Uh, and sometimes yeah. we are like, wait a minute, there could be a business here. Uh, and then we just started oh. to now, uh, uh, sort of started as an in-house product uh, where we could now, instead of building, uh, people would now just sign up on it. Uh, they did not need to uh, uh, host it on their servers. So you know the way SaaS works, so we could host it on their behalf and that started charging them. So that's how WorkPay was born. So it was actually a in-house yeah. product as opposed to like day one saying that this is the product that we are going to build.
0: Right. Oh, that's interesting. Um, seems like a lot of the the best products come about for that reason <laughs> they're asked for and then they're created rather than than uh maybe seeing this grand vision that people like to talk about it seems like that's not usually how things go so that's that's kind of interesting yeah, yeah
1: because at the cause of the cause of, of, of whatever you do that's how you encounter problems so uh in right. your current workplace or whether you're in your school or you're working Uh, That's how you encounter problems, and that's how you encounter to uh, get to get some of these ideas. But if you have to sit down and say, I'm looking for an idea to build, of course, there are people who have done that, and they do things like design thinking, and they come up with ideas. But as you say, most of the times that we encounter these challenges or problems that are solvable in our day-to-day.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I I have a couple questions uh, that that brought up. But just for the audience... What does the kind of flow of working with workpay look like like from someone starting to them being an end client? What does that that look like?
1: Yeah, great. So I'll start by just introducing workpay I actually did a good job. So we are a HR or uh, people management platform. so what we do is that we help businesses, uh, to manage and pay their people from day one. So, uh, the way the flow looks like is that uh, an employee joins your company, uh, they're onboarded on work pay, um, and then they, they get to use two things happen. So, them as the employee, get to interact with your company via workplace. So someone looks for Mm times of someone looking for uh, salary advances, someone looking Mm -hmm. for their pay slips, getting their tax compliance uh, certificates and those kind of things uh, for their own Mm -hmm. filing, they're able to do that. On the other side, you as a business, you get to interact with that uh, employee at the cost of them working for you uh, running their payrolls, uh, approving their requests, and those kind of things. And then, uh, most importantly, uh, you're able to also do disbursements uh, for their salaries. Either they are receiving yeah. this money to a bank account, they are receiving this money to a mobile wallet, which is also common here in yeah. Africa, uh, and yeah. all those kind of things. So the other thing, uh, then what happens that when now that employee is now leaving your company, what we call now offboarding or exiting, then also there are things that the systems allows you to do so. So let's say an employee had a company assets, they are using a company's laptop, which would be initially be recorded on WorkPay. Uh, they cannot leave or initiate them offboarding without having uh, been able to be uh, to be done. So Essentially, what we do is that we help you to, um, actually, our goal or our mission is to help you to manage and pay your people on time. Hmm. Then what that means is that we ask ourselves, uh, what is preventing you to manage your people better? And then what is preventing you to pay your people on time? And then now we we set out to solve all those answers that we get in between there.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. So how, how many countries do you currently work with now?
1: Yeah, so so we launched in Kenya. Um, uh-huh. This is where uh, we know the market. better. I uh, born here, right. uh, build a few businesses here. So currently we are, we are, we are only operating in Kenya. Uh, currently, okay. at, uh, sort of a better testing for other Eastern African countries. For uh, okay. Tanzania, we have already finalized building. Yeah, just about well. to start building for Rwanda and Uganda, uh, which we will definitely mm-hmm. uh, have finished by the end of this quarter, and uh, then. Uh, Beginning nice. of next quarter will be uh hopefully launching in in, in Nigeria and Ghana.
0: Oh wow! Okay. It, uh, how how difficult is it to expand? Are the laws like how, how does working through all of that go?
1: Yeah, so uh, that's a beauty uh, around it. So uh, it's it's easy and hard. So uh, mm-hmm. the hard part is that all these markets are different. So uh, it's not even the right. product. Uh, it's that these markets do right. things in so different ways, uh, regardless of whatever you are selling. So in that aspect, regardless of what you're selling is hard. Uh, the yeah. easy part for us is that uh, we have been able to really understand uh, uh, the legal and the compliance uh, engine behind how this, uh, uh, these businesses work, all uh, these countries operate mm-hmm. in from a compliance perspective uh, in the sense mm-hmm. that like, for example, uh, me, us, Building, let's say, for Nigeria is going to take us for only mm-hmm. like two weeks, uh, uh, maximum. Oh, wow, uh, uh in, the, in the aspect from a compliance perspective. Uh, so yeah, us building for Ghana another extra two weeks. So, like, in a month, if you if once we set out a date, let's say you want to launch in those two markets would like take a month to build, test, and be sure that mm-hmm. are, uh, that is working. But what that means is that the initial work that you do, like say, for example, uh, for billing for Kenya, so we had to really mm-hmm. understand and, uh, and, and and know how all these legal and uh, compliance things work across this market. Uh, my co-founder and I are so electrical engineers, so uh, all these things are really it's foreign good. to us. <laughs> uh, but we had really yeah. to uh, d- uh, deep... Uh, dig deep and understand how this works. So uh, for now, uh, it's, uh, from a product perspective, is not so hard. I think it's the, the hardest bit to me is the other factors mm-hmm. uh, that are not necessarily uh, connected to our product.
0: Right. Yeah, that that makes sense. So has the transition to more remote work has that been really beneficial for work pay? Has it been kind of neutral and you've grown the same? What has what that looked like in the era of COVID?
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, from an internal uh, operations, uh has been really nice. So, uh, we just finished a year since we went remote. Uh, we went remote like in uh-huh. March last year. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, when COVID start hit Kenya, that's the time we went and it has been really good. So a number of things has happened, of course, from a cost perspective, we have reduced our costs, uh, operational costs especially. So we reduced our size of the office by half. So we still have it. Uh, We still have it. We have not closed it completely uh, because again, a number of factors. One of them is like, if someone has an issue from working from home, we want to give them an opportunity to always jump into the office. So yeah, though... (laughs) rarely do we get people going there the (laughs) the other aspect is that it has allowed us to uh to really think even uh, beyond our borders in terms of even hiring so we just hired our two people in nigeria two weeks ago so uh Mm. who are joining uh, Uh our product team uh, initially, uh-huh. the whole team uh, uh, was in Kenya, but now we have, of course, still the majority of the team is in Kenya, uh, but now we have actually uh-huh. Nigeria, so uh, looking to hiring even other people outside uh-huh. uh, Kenya. So in that aspect, is easy because the same way we interact even with the people who are in Kenya, as much as we're in the same country, uh, in the same way we're interacting with the other uh-huh. guys who are, let's say, in Lagos. Uh, so uh, uh-huh. th- th- that has helped uh, in, in, in some way. So the other side on the flip side is that uh, uh, working with small businesses is challenging, especially with, uh, with, let's say, like what happened with COVID. So uh, mm-hmm. a big company shutting down takes time. Uh, it's a longer process, uh, but now for small businesses and it's medium size, it's not, it's not hard. So uh, in that aspect, of, right. uh, it was a challenge in terms of, uh, especially sometimes last year, we had a number of our clients shut down, uh, a number of clients mm-hmm. reduce the number of employees. You know, for us, we, the size of a company from an employee's perspective, uh, that's what gives us uh, uh, the size of uh, 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 revenue that we get from that client. So if the number right. of employees go down, our uh, revenues go down, if the number of employees go up, mm-hmm that goes up. So that affected us uh, in a way, but, but in the long term perspective, uh, I think it's good. Um, uh, it's good in a number of ways. One of them is that now it's very easy for to have conversations around what we do. So uh, business understand need tools like WorkPay uh, for them to be able to actually uh, manage their people better, regardless of where they are based. Uh, they understand yeah. now that the competition is, they're not only competing with uh, a company uh, in Kenya for, for, yeah. for, for, let's say, talent they're uh, competing for a company right. in uh, egypt a company in nigeria uh, for talent so yeah. they're not able to give their their employees a better uh, experience they are not they are not able to put their, their employees hmm. first uh definitely that is going to be really sort of affect them in the long term so that has helped the yeah. other thing is when we're having conversations around sales so initially we used to do a lot of in-person meetings uh People Uh, don't understand how we can do uh, an online demo. Yes, we are selling an an online product. So people would still want you to go there. But now with COVID, Mm -hmm. of course, number one, because they are forced by the restrictions. So uh, you have uh, uh, online meetings, uh, you have online presentations. Mm -hmm. So even when there's no COVID, it's going to be even easier because now they understand how (laughs) these tools work tools for uh, yeah. remote or um, um, digital way of doing things is going to be easy. So again, uh, in the long term, uh, this is going to be good, even when COVID is gone, which we are hoping is soon, uh, it's going to help, yeah. help us. So th- that's how uh, it has affected us. So it has had its mm-hmm. bad bit uh, of, on us. But in the long term, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be uh, good, not only for work pay, but for everyone.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um definitely forced a lot of a lot of adoption of technology.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which is really good. It's really good. Right right now the conversations you don't start from way far. Initially you'd start very far mm-hmm. and try to bring this person into speed. Right now you already hmm. have a sort of a baseline that has already been set by COVID. <laughs> and then we right. start from there. <laughs> huh.
0: Yeah. That, that's fascinating. That's it. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, I have one more question about work pay and then I want to dive a little bit into, uh, your background as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, but my last question is how, how does work pay make money? Is it from the kind of saving costs for the business and then that gets passed along to you or how, how does it work?
1: Great. So, uh, one first from a value prop, that's 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 why we push mm-hmm. to our clients. So uh, number one is that we are trying to sell them costs, uh, and, mm-hmm. and help them to run more efficiently, which again in time co- save them costs uh, at the end of that. So uh, we make yeah. money via two main ways. So uh, number one is that uh, we run uh, we are SaaS company, so we charge a uh, subscription fee. Uh, which is a dollar up to five dollar depending on what you're uh, what you're using on our platform. So the minimum is a dollar per employee per month. The maximum is five dollars, okay. uh, depending on okay. what you're doing. And uh, then we also make money from transactions when people are doing all these disbursements to uh for salaries. Uh, we also okay. make money from that. So it's either you're using either of the two or a mix of the two. So also okay. from a growth perspective, uh, we offer services on top of our platform. So uh. And this are mm-hmm. mostly we do with partners, uh, especially financial services. So we have partners who mm-hmm. offer, let's say, salary f- financing uh, to our to businesses on our platform. Mm-hmm. So let's say we don't have money to pay your people on time. You're able to yeah. give you money to pay. Uh, they give you money and then they recover that. So remember, our our, yeah. our goal is to help you to manage and pay your people on time. So uh, if one of the reasons right. why you are not paying your people on time is, is you don't have money on time. So we go out there and look for money for you. Um, mm-hmm. Then the other one is, uh, which we just started, is on the benefit management. So where we help mm-hmm. our, our employees to our employers rather, uh, to manage the employees' benefit, especially the medical benefits, mm-hmm. uh, where we okay. offer uh, medical insurance to employees. And then now we, we work again with our partners to help uh, administer that for you.
0: Okay, that's, that's interesting. I like the idea of financing too. I can see how that would... That would definitely get you closer to your goal. Um, is that currently an issue with some of these small businesses you're seeing is being able to pay on time? What is at the heart of that? Is it the the financing? Is it not um, not being able to file the paperwork which you'd be helping with? Is it a mix of of a little bit of everything? What's What's at the heart of of your vision of doing that?
1: So. I, I think I would say both, uh, and the reason I say both mm. is is that uh, um, cash flow for small businesses is, is a big is a big issue every day, and um, mm. uh, for them, the the they, most of them, their sources of income are never predictable. Uh, yeah. So, and there's no way for them to tell whether by the time they are they're about to pay their people or that they're going to have the money. Uh, that, that's number mm. one. So uh, as long as you are still uh, trying to push for them solutions to make them comply because Mm -hmm. that's a goal that they they need to be compliant in in whatever that they do both for the sake of the employees and themselves. If they don't have money, they're not going to be able to comply. They're not going to be able to do it. Right. So... I think going forward uh, is that this is going to be a big piece uh, is that it's going to be also not only for us to give ourselves sort of stickiness to these people because they know that we can offer them yeah. other services, but also in, in our goal in helping them to be able to pay uh, their people on time. So I wouldn't uh, remove either from what we are, we are trying to do because I think they're going mm-hmm. to be really really uh, important going forward. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Uh, okay, so let's let's dive a little bit into your background as an entrepreneur. Growing up, did you always know that you wanted to start a business, maybe not like this exactly, but some type of business?
1: No, uh, growing up, I just wanted to make money. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to, um, to work very hard in school, and go to uh, college, Again, work mm-hmm. very hard and, and get one of the best jobs uh, and, and, and uh, earn a lot of money. And uh, that's why I went, yeah. went for engineering. So uh, right. engineering is an easier route. Uh, I worked so hard, like, yeah. especially like electrical engineering. Um, I think it's across the globe. Takes like top people uh, from uh, high school yeah. and the like. So uh, I was top uh, in my days in terms of area of schooling. And then I joined electrical yeah. engineering. So, but the goal was to make money. But just before I joined mm-hmm. college, um, mm-hmm. I just happened to uh, meet one of the CEOs of the one of the leading banks in Kenya, actually, who uh, who is our, our partner oh. bank right now, called Equity Bank. Uh-huh. So, through a program uh-huh. that they were running, and he really challenged us in the sense that asking us, "How comes that all the very good brains in the country uh, want to go and uh, uh, do this uh, traditional kind of?" Uh, uh, courses or, or careers that people think are good for them to mm. go and work uh, uh, f- uh, under somebody who is going to yeah. really uh, then, then people who go into the entrepreneurship they don't go there because it's a choice they only go there because they did not succeed into getting into the, the so called prestigious courses and those kind of things and the challenge mm. was that why not some of you who are good join uh, and go and do courses like a business Uh, business and commerce, uh, uh, do economics. Then you guys come and churn out uh, 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 enterprises out here uh, because you say that the only way to cause a big impact, especially like an emerging market like us, it's through business. is through entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. We have to create so many uh, um, enterprises for us to be able to actually move from what we are called emerging markets or developing world to be a to a developed mm-hmm. world. That's the only way that we're able to cruise the gap, and that thing. Yeah. Oh. Was with me for a very long time, uh, and because reason why because I was not even sure what I wanted to do uh, in college. Remember, my 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 goal was my easiest route to making more money. <laughs> <So> <laughs> whatever did, right. whatever would take me there, uh, I would I would have taken the route. So so like that one like really was like a spanner that was thrown into the works for me, uh, and it, I yeah. kept on uh, asking myself uh, what are some of the ways that I could still of course at the end of the day entrepreneurship still achieve my goal of making money in the process but most importantly co- having an impact in the community that i live so hmm. when i went to uh-huh. uh, when i was doing my course and uh, i kept on trying so many things uh simple things like uh reselling computers uh uh, uh-huh. my, uh to my classmates i uh, would go to uh, to the city Buy some computers Uh and come and sell at a profit. I tried a number Uh of things like configuring Wi Fi connections for people uh, and then the teacher helped Uh them. uh, Doing printing Uh, when in college, there's used to have them bureaus where people would print for all manner of missing notes, Mm -hmm. anything that they want to print. Uh, I tried Mm -hmm. all those kind of things. But when I was in my third year, yeah, third year actually, so. I now had already learned a bit of about coding, and when like that was like, wow, this is what I should have done. So today, if someone asked me if I did not do electrical engineering, what I would have done, my answer is usually very straight. I would have done computer computer science. (laughs) That that, 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 I would have taken. So when I learned about coding and like it, my mind was blown away by what you could do by programming. So we build uh sort of our first company of some sort so yeah. it was a huh. it was a full online food ordering platform um probably oh, okay. like yeah. a dot dash, simple dot dash of some sort <laughs> <laughs> but, but we were not doing but yeah we were actually doing delivery actually so it, it was it wow. was then so uh, but then Android was not mainstream, so we are we are coding for Symbian and uh, mostly using offline oh. phones. Uh, what you call USSD? Uh, someone okay. uh, uh, then, then you do that. So. Remember, I used to move uh-huh. around the city, Nairobi city, trying to sign up merchants for them to <laughs> to be able to get into a platform so that people can order food on our platform. Uh-huh. Uh, then I also go to now the student and ask them to order food via our platform. Like it was really interesting <laughs> and uh, and, huh. and crazy uh, at uh, uh-huh. at that time. Uh, what we were trying to achieve, so. We, we did it for a couple of months um, for some reason I was not able to continue with that but my uh, part of the guys that you are doing actually proceeded mm-hmm. and uh, it actually went ahead and uh, it's uh, they, they are actually doing some really really great job not necessarily on that but uh, in some way that was what led to what they are doing today. so okay. the following year I now started again to uh, to now build now myself yeah. I uh, started building something different. Uh, what I built was sort of a, an online uh, platform for, for politicians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hmm. uh, people who are uh, looking to be leaders in the country, uh, the idea was yeah. like to profile them in one place. The motivation was that most people here are elected or elect people based on their tribal alignments or whatever they are being told there and then. Uh, you know, a lot of not from a policy perspective, not from a belief of yeah. what these people can do. So, and and we were like, what about if people could elect people because of what their track record or what they are trying to do? So we sort of okay. like build a LinkedIn for politicians in Kenya. So we went around well, that, again. <laughs> By then, yeah. we had to. Uh, like, leave school for a year because, like, that one was crazy. Um, uh, yeah, so I went around uh getting profiles for these people, uh, putting them on the platform. Um, um mm-hmm. like the co founder that I have in my current startup joined me actually, uh, during that time. Uh, he was heading our <laughs> department, I remember. So, uh, and, and it was successful in a way. Uh, we even had a bi weekly print uh, newspaper where we just print. Oh, wow. for uh, just trailing people like sort of now because again internet was not so much this was around 2012 2013 again internet was not okay. so much penetrated in the country so we thought like uh, we have people who are in up country who might not be able to go online and see what these people are saying so the yeah. media was for that so sort of now printing what huh. is online and now putting it offline uh so right. people to be able to see that's cool uh, yeah we we, we ran it for a whole year actually and um That was now what I would say it was my very first proper business because I had employees, I had an office, I had all the structures Mm. uh, that we were were doing. We even managed to have somebody give us 10K uh, seed Mm. uh, (laughs) USD. So yeah, it was Uh actually our first fundraising then. Uh, But Uh now after one year, after the elections were over, one of the things that we were not we did not do well is that we did not have a clear vision on what was to happen after the elections so uh so mm. the day the elections the winners were announced we found ourselves asking ourselves what next so uh yeah. asked, so the 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 default for me, I want to go back to school and get my degree. So, so right. I went back to school, uh, got, my, got my degree and, and left. Um, hmm. So after that, after graduating, I went and I worked for um, a company uh, that was dealing with the uh, mechanical engineering i know i had done electrical engineering but I, my first company was in mechanical engineering <laughs> so again huh. learning things from scratch and uh, uh-huh. but one of the things that was very clear to me that that's not what i wanted to do either it's electrical engineering mechanical engineering or whatever engineering uh, that's not mm-hmm. what i wanted to do uh, but, but that year was really also very uh, important for me uh, in my career in the sense that uh, it was a company that was starting a new division. So it was an old company that was starting a new division and I uh. was heading that division. So in some sense, oh, wow. that was like also a startup. So and, and yeah. this was a startup within a big company. So uh, yeah. as much as I would try to run, there will still be that force of the big company <laughs> trying to pull me back. Right. Yeah, and uh, right. so I, I did that for one year. Uh, I was successful in a way. I uh, bought to sign one of the big banks in the country, uh, and by the time I was leaving, uh, from one employees, I think we had about twenty employees from that company, uh, and uh, yeah. from zero uh, in in revenue. Uh, by the time I was leaving, I think uh, that one year we did uh, trying to convert from shillings to, uh, to USD. <laughs> uh, uh, I think we did uh, 20, We did two hundred k in one year Uh, so uh, which was something because it was a really new department and and some of the things that i learned in my first company where we had built a a product for uh run uh, for uh, politicians to showcase what they want to do and that one company that i worked with for just one year exactly one year uh, as a project lead in that uh, uh, in-house sort of startup I was one of the, uh-huh. uh, I think, the most important phases uh, that I went through uh, in terms of really yeah. trying to learn and understanding how to, uh, uh to do here. Yeah. Just to fast forward, after one year in that company, we started now our our dev shop. Uh, started Okay. Uh, for one month, my co-founder joined me, and uh, we ran it again for a couple of years before now mm-hmm. starting workpay mm-hmm. here as an in-house product.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a really uh, amazing journey. So, where um, does Y combinator fit into that, and how did how did all of that come about? I think that's that's an interesting yeah, uh, yeah. stop on the journey.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think I, I I knew that would come up. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so, so sometimes in twenty. 2017 um so mm-hmm. number one i have always wanted to build a uh, uh, an african white company so uh i knew whatever thing that i'm yeah. going to build i'm not going to be mm-hmm. for kenya i have to build it for as an african white side of a comp uh, of a company yeah. so uh, i one of the things that i kept on doing is just trying to research online and uh, uh, looking for um, mm. people who are building amazing things and people who, of course, who are supporting them build those amazing things. So, of course, across right. uh, Y Combinator, uh, I started following yeah. them, uh, I think, from around 2016, uh, kept on following them. Mm. We saw the, the company mm-hmm. that they were supporting in Africa, a company that were supporting out of Africa, and so it was like mm-hmm. mind-blowing. Some of the companies they were supporting at. Uh, products oh. I was using, like Dropbox and I was like, oh, yeah. oh my I right. mean these guys yeah. <laughs> uh, like they're the ones who right. uh, build or help this kind of a company you know, uh, to grow this big uh, so so that, right. that was like it was like, you know, those things that you say I think one day I would like to <laughs> go through this program and and, and see how yeah. Yeah. But, but there are those things that you say, but you know at the back of your mind something is telling you uh, that's uh I wishy-wishy thinking so uh <laughs> so you don't know whether sure. it's going to happen uh but, but now in 20 uh, in oh. 2017 uh, uh yeah. when we started building uh the product as an in-house product uh yeah. we actually uh, applied for the first time uh no, no that's twenty twenty eighteen. 2018 actually we applied it for in 2018 like uh as a but then it was still a product within the the company and uh we were like mm-hmm. uh We want to see how this would go. You know, it would have been surprising Mm -hmm. we got in, uh, but we just say that we want to just apply. So we applied. Of course, we got the rejection, uh, but Mm -hmm. we were like, I mean, the process did not look that bad. Uh, It was also a very... Kind of a reflective moment trying to really uh, mm. reflect about your business and and and, and that was a yeah. when we were like you know what uh we were not applying to get in uh, we were just applying to have a feel of the process but next time we are mm. going to apply to get in uh, and we are going to feel yeah. bad if we are not going to get in so <laughs> so yeah. uh, uh so 2018 we went through a, a, a Phases of things. So uh, we got our precede round. We got our 50k Mm -hmm. through another accelerator. Mm -hmm. Because at the moment in 2018, when we decided that now we are going to break away and now build a business around this, so we now started being aggressive in looking for ways to to help us to uh, to actually execute this. Uh, And one of the ways that we wanted to do is that now we wanted to now understand especially the uh, the fundraising, how it works, uh, where to get Mm -hmm. these people, and uh, Mm -hmm. because remember we have been building consulting, we have we are making money. we did not need external money to do that. Right. So through that accelerator, we again tried, went through like a hundred. They had taken like a hundred companies were among the top three, and then they gave us a small check of about wow. fifty thousand. That was actually our first, first money. Hmm. And then in twenty nineteen. Uh, early in January, we got another precede of of 100,000. So by then now, we had now, okay. now we were now running that company. In 2019, in January, all of us had transitioned to the new company, and we had shut down the other one. So now in 2019, I yeah. uh, uh, when, when, when they were now applying for the summer of 2019, we were like, no, we are not ready. Uh, let us know. Yeah. let us just push things a little bit. Uh, but then in, when it came out to applying for the winter of 2020, which it's usually done sometimes, I think September, uh, we did it around September uh, in 2019, yeah. because I was not even in the country, had gone to uh, attend an, an mm-hmm. innovation uh, the, a week in, in Oslo and um we were still debating mm-hmm. with my co-founder whether we want to apply for this <laughs> thing and that uh, um, uh-huh. um and we just decided to uh, to do it and um we applied he did the application i went through it uh, We were not able to do the you know part of the application is uh, submitting a video you're not able to do a video together and uh, they, they mm-hmm. insist on figuring out how to do it and i was like you know what if this is what is going to let us not get in let it be so i did the video alone uh, i remember i, I submitted like huh. almost towards the deadline and uh, we submitted oh, wow. uh we did um, a pre cleaning call with michael uh, mm-hmm. sometimes towards the end of the uh towards the end of uh, i think october just before they they called us for uh for the for the in person interview mm-hmm. in mountain view so mm-hmm. that's how we, mm-hmm. we we went through um and we applied we went through and uh but what i can tell you for sure is that We we were feeling like we were ready to apply then, Uh, we had gone through like a good stint of growth Uh, as a company, we had figured out a few things and what we were building, we had understood the market Mm -hmm. a little bit, uh, because understanding the market is an ongoing process, you have to keep on figuring (laughs) out, but we had understood it in a way that we were feeling a bit confident and uh, we could see what we wanted, how we wanted to execute. Um, so we applied mm. and uh, got in, went through the process mm. uh, January last year till March when uh, COVID uh, hit and uh, you are not able to mm. enjoy the stage flight of presenting in front of <laughs> seven of the oh, stars. Man. So we were the first people to, even, mm. actually, even our demo was not really uh, like what they are doing mm. right now, which is amazing. Uh, right now, for us, it was really just uh, recording your. Uh, we like showing what you guys are doing and those kind of thing. And then now, uh, so it was not like really uh, the way it was planned, but you know, by then things so many, so much was changing. Uh, People are not sure how this COVID was going to affect things. So yeah. And that's how I see application journey.
0: Wow. So what, uh, what has the fundraising, um, journey been like that can be a lot of ups and downs and uh sideways sometimes mm-hmm. but uh what has that been like for you all
1: yeah so yeah it, it's 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 it has been really hard <laughs> i think I, I may say mm-hmm. so. Uh, but also i have to appreciate that it's hard anywhere it's not only hard in africa uh, but mm-hmm. probably it's harder here uh uh considering yeah. that you don't have uh, a lot of uh, what you would call local, uh, money uh, that is trying to test the uh, right. uh, the the startups and and probably part of the reason is the the way uh, people are used to investing. So it's is a startup mm-hmm. a new concept. Uh, uh, in in developed markets like US, people have been investing in startups since the days of Steve Jobs, even before that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. So uh, here, people are just learning uh, about to do it. So it has been really tough. Uh, I remember um, uh, our first 50k. Probably that was the easiest uh, because we just mm-hmm. went through uh, an accelerator, uh, and then we uh, we were among the, actually we were the best, and then they wanted mm-hmm. to uh, fund us. The heartbeat came in in negotiation, so we did not know really how to <laughs> right. negotiate those kind of thing. Uh, we felt like were, these guys are taking a lot from us, yeah, the guys are going to work, you know, all those kind of emotions yeah. that you go through as a startup. Right. So the next one was a bit hard because now here we were actually the ones who are looking for the, for these investors. had so many meetings, uh, none of which is going through, and um, but eventually we were lucky to get someone who believed in what we were building and they were willing to support okay. us in that. The next one now uh, was our seed round, uh, which we did last year, and that was the hardest. A mm-hmm. uh, reason being is that, huh. like we were tr- in trying to fundraise as much as we had come through YC and uh, all these kind yeah. of things, but we are we are fundraising at the middle of a pandemic. Uh, right. So we, we I, I think I had probably um, trying to look back, I had probably like between 150 and 200 meetings probably <laughs> because because i spoke wow. to uh, i spoke to uh, about 70 people there about and most of them i had like more than one meeting uh and yeah. i was doing this uh, number one I had just come from the u.s so i had to go through a 14 days self-quarantine uh, mm-hmm. i was doing this when mm-hmm. i was in quarantine i, I was um, hmm doing this on different time zones, I was had people in Japan, I had people in San Francisco, I wow. had people in Africa, I yeah. had people in Europe, <laughs> like it was a roller uh-huh. coaster or uh, timelines, <laughs> before I could now figure out, like, I need now to align people uh, within a certain timeline that I want to talk to them. And then yeah. you, you would go all the way with someone and you are feeling like very confident that you are going to close this, uh, but at the end of the day, it drops. Uh, mm. uh, and uh, one of the key uh, reasons why people are not sure how COVID is going to affect us as a business, or even affect them as right. a brand, uh, and then also one of the things they were uh, opting to to probably support the existing portfolio companies uh, and help them yeah. uh, grow. Uh, yeah. Preserve themselves so that they don't go, uh, they don't go bankrupt right. and those kind of things. So like, like it was really, really uh, hard even from an emotional uh, perspective and and also from uh, mm-hmm. uh, time that we had to put into it uh, for us to be able to uh, to close the round. One of the things that helped, yeah. uh, and I think, it's one of the Lesson I learned uh, uh, during that time is the importance of having a co-founder. Um, because mm-hmm. when you're doing this uh, for mm-hmm. a long time, when you're able to if you're able to raise it very fast. That would be good because that that, that makes sure that your business does not stop, of in some way. But when you do it right. for long, and that, um, by default, that is what happens. Most of the if you're lucky to close it within a short time, you are that's good. But most of the time, it takes time. So mm-hmm. uh, if yeah. you, if you are now concentrating on fundraising the business might suffer uh, but if you have a co-founder uh, what i learned is that now one of you can concentrate on doing the fundraising and then the other one can concentrate on running the business because again at the end of the mm-hmm. day you don't want to be on the fundraising mood forever you don't want to be fundraising you know right. you want to give it a span uh, a time when you're fundraising let's say uh, when you have uh, highest leverage for example like let's say you have just graduated from yc that's a leverage that you want to uh advantage of and then or when you have a really like really nice growth uh, span uh, when you are really want to take advantage of that but if you are not able to really uh, uh, have someone who let's say if your average is growth so if you don't have someone who is ensuring that that growth is actually continuing you're not able to actually Mm -hmm. uh, meet your goals from a fundraising perspective so that that has been my journey but uh, it's it's, it's tough it's really tough Um, uh, Mm -hmm. but um, it's it's doable and uh, it's it's. Uh, I think right now it's easier than it was a couple of years ago. Uh, we have mm. more people yeah. who are looking into, into investing in the continent. Uh, we have more mm-hmm. people who have been invested in and grown. So also in a way, they also they also trap uh, some track record, mm. uh, for investors mm-hmm. to be able mm-hmm. to uh, check at. So I think that also is helping.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, and the ability to, you know, set seventy meetings when you're on quarantine. Mm-hmm. might not have been as as easy before. Um, you know, a lot of VCs transitioned to more video, but uh, there were quite a few that you had to meet them in person. Uh, and that's changing.
1: Yeah, so- exactly. So I think those are some of the things that have really... Help from uh, uh, from. Uh, if we look at what COVID has done, so apart from now, what we were saying before, of clients mm-hmm. accepting to do uh, video meetings, also investors uh, have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. actually, I never met anyone in person. So we closed all our round wow. on on video calls. So huh. I think that's wow. a plus.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are you uh, looking to? start raising a series a eventually or do you think your uh burn rate is is enough now that you won't need to or what's kind of the the decision matrix there
1: yeah so we, at some point we'll do a series a um uh, what i cannot talk confidently about is the timeline uh but but that yeah. conversation will happen sometimes next year. So uh okay. last year we did more of what we call preservation, making sure that we are just like everyone is doing the VCs and the rest. So for us we are just making right. sure that we are supporting our clients. We don't have a very high churn uh, apart from the ones that could 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 just churn because they are closing down. There's nothing you can do about that. So, yeah, uh, so yeah. this year again, uh, there's a lot of uncertainties around, especially the way there's like right now we are in lockdown uh, in Nairobi. So, mm-hmm. uh, we don't know how long this is going to take. That also has affected like, right. things Had had started looking uh, upward, but we don't know how, how long this will go. Uh, but, yeah. but having said that, we'll definitely uh, be doing some fundraising sometimes next year. Uh, then, yeah. uh, or by the end of this year, it will be clear when we start. Uh, But that has to be sometimes next year. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, keep us uh, in the loop here, and uh, I think that'll be interesting to follow follow the journey of raising your Series A. Um, Seems like a really really cool company you've got. Um, So yeah. Yeah, Uh, uh, uh,
1: let you know uh, once we are ready with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Please. Um, Well. We're getting kind of close on time. You said you have a, a call coming up. So I want to transition to the the last um, segment of the show, which we call the, the final five. <laughs> it's where we ask the same questions to every guest. Um, and you can be as in-depth or as short as you want with the answers. Um, so the first question is, what is your favorite business book and why?
1: Yeah, so... My favorite up to now has been the Lean Startup. (laughs) I think Mm, mm probably for most as companies, that like it really teaches you uh, to run Lean, and especially when you're starting, uh, like figuring out that feedback loop on how you keep iterating like really fast. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. I just read another one uh, uh, called uh, uh, "Hard Things About Hard Things" when they are not the option. So like that book has been recommended to me like so many times. Uh, and I read yeah. it and I was like, damn, how comes I've never read this book? And uh, yeah. uh, I have it in Kindle. Most of my books are in hard copy, but I have that one in Kindle. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to read, like I'm using it to take notes and figuring out things and structuring things around it. Like uh, that book is like really dope uh, in the way that yeah. like, and re- it's really practical. Uh, and it has yeah. been written by someone who is going through like the real struggle uh, uh, that as a founder you go through. So Probably is that going to be my favorite, but also Lean, Lean Startup is yeah. still my I, I like that book and uh, it's very simple, uh, very straightforward and uh, I would recommend it yeah. to any uh, founder, especially if you you are start doing a startup for mm-hmm. the first time.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Those are those are great recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question mm-hmm. is, what is one hobby that you have that many people might not know about?
1: yeah I know it's a hobby and not really a hobby it's it's running so um oh nice. so uh when I was high school, I used to run uh half mm-hmm. marathon, so I was not a champ, oh wow, <laughs> i was right. not a champ, I come from a country where we have real champions world- world champions mm-hmm. when it comes to running <laughs> right yeah, so <laughs> uh i when I say to people that I run, people don't believe me. <laughs> uh, I think probably it's because of my, uh, the way uh, my frame looks like, so I don't look like a runner, uh, but, but I actually okay. run. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I uh, ran in high school, but uh, I stopped one day in college, and it's hard to pick it back up, but I definitely need
1: to. (laughs) Yeah, the the reason why I like running is that uh, I use it actually uh, to clear my mind. Uh, So uh, when I have so much things that I'm, I'm trying to figure out, things are clogged in my head. Um, yeah. I, I run. I, I I don't necessarily do it for fitness purposes. <laughs> of course, it also uh-huh. helps. It it also helps right. by <laughs> default on fitness, uh, but I use it as a, as a way of uh, giving me time to really uh, clear yeah. my mind and how uh, things align. So most of the time, I'm actually um, I'm running, but I'm not even aware of what is happening in my surrounding because most of the yeah. of processes are happening in my head uh, when I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, the, the third question is, who uh, do you look up to in business? Like, who are some of your business idols or mentors?
1: Yeah. So... Um... To, to, I, I I look at that question in two ways. So uh, there are people who are doing mm-hmm. crazy things, uh, which I really admire, and, uh, and that's part yeah. of why I got into different worship, because, as I said, not only uh, building uh, things or wealth around you, but also uh, causing uh, a change in the community that you are in. And uh, in that aspect, there yeah. are a number of people, uh, one of them on top of that list is Elon Musk. Uh, I really mm-hmm. follow him a lot because that guy is nothing short of crazy uh, uh the, thing that, <laughs> the thing that he does uh, uh look at yeah. all, his, all his companies starting with the boring company even from the name boring company like <laughs> whatever it does uh look at like he's trying to build tunnels <laughs> underneath cities. right like cities have been Build centuries, <laughs> so many centuries ago. Yeah. Uh, look at like what he's trying to do with SpaceX, uh, taking uh, people in mass mm-hmm. um, and, and and outer space. Uh, look at Tesla, uh, who had thought that electric yeah. motors would be like mainstream. Uh, right, uh, uh, like that right now. Even like have <laughs> even Tesla's in places like in Kenya. Uh, think think, think yeah. about uh, even the the Solar City. Uh, what what he's doing uh, with with the renewable energy, like like it's crazy only a crazy person and no one can be able to do that so uh, yeah. I, I really follow him and really try and uh, when when, you, when whatever space or whatever magnitude of problem you're trying to solve when, when it's not working mm-hmm. remember there's someone mm-hmm. who's trying to solve an issue in mass so, so, so yeah. I look at that to, <laughs> him, uh, to him in that aspect uh, the, the other one is now uh, uh, more of I really admire people who are solving uh, African continent challenges because I'm really passionate mm-hmm. about that. Uh, I, I'm really yeah. uh, I'm proud of people like what? People like Flat with what uh, uh, GB and his team are doing there. Like, it's crazy. Uh, uh, for someone looking from far may not understand the things that people like those go through, uh, even them getting yeah. into a billion uh, dollars in, uh, in valuation. Like, like it's, it's, right. whatever those guys have to go through, it's crazy. Um, I'm saying that because I yeah. understand. I, I try to, yeah. let's say, uh, like work pay. Try, let's say, to help people to pay their their people, let's say, in various countries in Africa. It's crazy. It's mm-hmm. crazy, and uh, that would have not been uh, possible, or uh, not for people like what Flat Wave or people like Paystack, what yeah. they are doing. Like, so I really uh, admire yeah. uh, uh, African founders who are trying to uh, to build. Continent-wide uh, uh, solutions are uh, solving continent-wide problems, and then the other thing—the reason why I, I admire them a lot—is that mm-hmm. um, the story that we're having right now of challenges of funding uh, in the in, in the space—they are the pioneers who are who are actually uh, uh, paving way for many. Uh, right now, it's way easier to get uh, fundraising uh, than it uh, to get funds than it was five years ago. It's going to be even easier five mm-hmm. years down the line from today, uh, and that has right. been because those guys have really. Put the time and the work uh, into what they are building. And now the investors or the people who back them can confidently back people like us uh, because they have actually seen Mm -hmm. a track record on that. So, uh, people that I look for might not be specific person, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but I I really, uh, from a continent perspective, I really admire uh, people like GB, Mm -hmm. uh, what they are trying, uh, what they are building at Flutterwave. And then from now, a scale perspective of bringing you into, um, uh, uh to thinking of warrior building. I, I really admire what Elon is doing.
0: Yeah. Huh. That's great. Those are, those are great answers. That brings us to our fourth question of the final five, mm-hmm. which is what is your first memory of money?
1: <laughs> Interesting question. I don't know. Uh, pro- probably lack of it. Um, um, Growing up, it was not enough. And um, um, I could not understand why (laughs) why all these very important commodities is not enough because uh, there are things that we could not do uh, because we did not have it. So I think that has, uh, and that, like, really made, um, helped me make some of the decisions that uh, shaped who I am today. Uh, One of the Mm -hmm. things that was was clear to me is that uh, those people had enough of it like had worked so hard, so that that that, yeah. that one was really uh, uh, very clear from me from the word go. So at every at mm-hmm. every instance that I found myself is that uh, I've always uh, tried to work as hard as I can in that given opportunity, uh, given uh, circumstance. Mm-hmm. And this has been all the way from school. Uh, uh, not to brag, but I have always been among the top of my class. Uh, I've always done yeah. well, uh, and some of this is not because um, uh, people. Some people would think that uh, probably you're a genius. You don't struggle with these things. But I learned how to put uh, effort in what I do when I was quite early. Uh, when I was in primary school, mm-hmm. I would wake up very early in the morning and read. Mm-hmm. I would, I would mm-hmm. read uh, or study uh, after people go to bed, which is not common. Mm-hmm. Those, those things you only start doing, right. when made, let's say in high school or in college, that's when you do those things. So when Maybe. I made, let's say, when yeah. I got into high school, I did not struggle with such things and uh, in putting more hours mm-hmm. uh, into into my studies. And, and that has helped me even today uh, in the sense mm-hmm. that uh, whatever I want to get, uh, I have first to understand that I don't deserve it, it's not my right but if I work mm. hard i'm going to get it mm. so uh, th- 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 that in a way helped mm. me and shaped me like in a when you want to get something, you want to build, uh, like, for example, you want to build work paid to be number one in Africa. It's not our bad right. right that we are going to be number one in Africa. We are going to compete with so many right. things, people are so many things uh, that we are going to, um, uh, to face with. But one, one of the things that we are sure is that if we put the time and the uh, hours into it uh, and the work, uh, we'll give ourselves a shot into succeeding. So I think that's what yeah. I would say has been my memory about money
0: yeah wow that's that's awesome and then we can go to the uh final question (laughs) of the final five which is what is your favorite quote
1: wow yes good question so um my favorite quote right now i i think probably Mm -hmm. i'm paraphrasing but the way i I say it and the way i i especially telling my employees these days so much is that don't ask for permission uh, but uh, say come and say that you're sorry. Probably I'm paraphrasing. Don't ask for permission and come and right. say you're sorry. Uh, I'd right. rather come and apologize and I can explain it. So uh, at yep. times um, we are really bound by trying to get people's approval, uh, whether you're at work, whether you, whatever you're doing, uh, you want to mm-hmm. get someone approval uh, before you start and doing something. Uh, but my my belief or my way of doing things that if whatever you're doing and you have all the good intentions and you have prepared yourself for it, because if it's your role, you already prepared yourself for it. You are the best person in it. Do it right. as long as you're doing it for the best intention. And if if it goes wrong, come and ask for, uh, apologize or come and say, I, I I did this and this is what I was expecting to do, but this is what I've gotten. As opposed to, if you right. come and ask me, uh, for example, um, you wanna go? You wanna go and uh, test our product in a in a space that we are not not in, for example, right? And your gut tells mm-hmm. you that I think here yeah, there's something. So if you come and ask me as a CEO, I'll start putting so many things into thinking around it. I'll, oh, do you want to go there? Right. Do you want to do that? But if right. you went and tried it and then you come and present to me data and tell me, you know what, Paul, I tried this, mm. I know it has really sucked, it has wasted us our money, our time, it has not worked, but at least I've learned that we cannot go into that. So by then the discussion right. will be very easy in the sense that, of course, probably mm. there'll be consequences. Don't, forget, don't get don't me wrong. Probably mm. there <laughs> might be some consequences that will come with that. Uh, but, but the fact is that, you you went ahead and tried something as opposed to just ask for permission first. And I think to me that is yeah. super important. And um, uh, because again, at the end of the day, uh, to me the intentions are what 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 is the most important thing. So as long as you are doing it, we are aligned from a vision perspective. Uh, the vision that we are trying to achieve as a company, that is what you are you are going for. Uh, we can we yeah. don't have time to keep on asking for permission.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's, that's one of my favorites as well. (laughs) Perfect. Well, uh, Paul, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you making some time today. Um, like I said, I I would keep it uh, under an hour so you could get to your next meeting. Um, but it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I hope we can touch base again in the future and see where work pay is going a little bit down the road.
1: Yeah, awesome! Thanks so much, Brian. I uh, also really enjoyed the conversation. Can't believe the one hour is over. Uh, but I just think <laughs> uh, let's keep in touch. Like mm-hmm. to share our workplace story. Uh, probably a couple of months month down the line. Uh, even yeah. whatever milestone we have achieved. Uh from a product perspective, getting to new markets, uh, probably Mm -hmm. raising more funds uh, because the reason why we announce our funding and I like mentioning this is not that people can see what we have raised, but because we believe that when people see what we are doing, it's going to encourage others to do so, uh, and this could be us yeah. to start looking for funds, because we need funds to build our, our world-class business and also for even uh, investors, they're able to see that actually some uh, startups are raising uh, in this continent that they might have the yeah. confidence to fund the next uh, startup. And I think that's the only way we are going to grow as an ecosystem.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I I completely agree. Well, thank you. Paul, thanks and have a good rest of your day. Thank you. As always, thank you for joining in our conversation. If you have any recommendations on guests for the show or any comments on this episode, or if you would like to be on the show yourself, email me at podcast at studentsofbusiness.com. To get our show notes and to be alerted on the release of new episodes, hit that subscribe or follow button in your favorite podcast player or go to developingfounders.com and subscribe to our email list. Thanks for joining and I'll see you next week.